We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Festival of the Morning, Jay Bickley, JT Noah with you. So Orlando Brown's coming back. Who cares, right? Nobody, nobody really cares. Orlando Brown Jr. He's got though he's not said anything against the Chiefs. He's you know, but played it cool, right? He went to the uh, the hated Bengals, but in the NFL sometimes you can't. You got to go where the check is, right? Yeah, I mean, you definitely matter. do. You definitely have to go with the check. He's had nothing but good memories here. Yeah, he, was he the best in Kansas City? No. Were they able to win a ring with Orlando Brown? Yes. Did they need Orlando Brown? Yes. Uh, they didn't get Trent Williams like they wanted. Um, the tackles that year, the COVID year, was rough. A bunch of guys that uh, you know, are in the interior now that were the tackle, like Liam Eisenberg. He was actually playing center the other day for Miami. Alex Leatherwood bounced around the NFL. We're talking about his first round, Sam Cosme. I mean, the answer wasn't there for left tackle. And the Chiefs knew it, and they had a tough decision to make because they know, okay, they need a left tackle to take advantage of the, how good this team was, how good this offense was. They needed that guy. And Orlando Brown, love him or hate him, filled that role for the Chiefs. Trade with Baltimore. Didn't look like it would be happening. He'd been playing a lot of right tackle over there. Running Stanley was the left tackle in Baltimore. They promised him an opportunity to play left tackle here in Kansas City. So the, they got Orlando Brown, who did fall in the draft because of his terrible combine numbers. You, you saw his combine numbers, didn't you? Why he fell? Uh, I did not actually. Um, his uh, he he was not good at the combine at all. Matter of fact, he was absolutely terrible for a lineman. He only posted fourteen bench press reps, and that's that's bad. That, that yeah, I know that's not good. <laughs> Ran the forty and five eight five, the slowest of any player at the combine, which is fine. You're not expecting speed from your left tackle, but still five eight five is. Like Rich Eisen type territory. You know what I mean? Rich Eisen. Um, also, his vertical jump and broad jump were also dead last among the prospects. So things didn't get off started well for Orlando Brown. Kind of had to build himself into it. Comes here, wins a ring, goes to Cincinnati, cashes in. And hasn't played that well for the Bengals. So I'm coming back, okay. Best news about that whole deal is they sent back pick 58, which was Brett Beach's hot zone, which he drafted Nick Bolton which second in the NFL last year in tackle. So that was the bonus pick you had thrown in by trading for Orlando Brown. So he's coming back to Kansas City, but something else happened last week. He, uh, did you hear about this? He had a uh, I heard about the child. Yeah, yeah, the child. Yeah. He, had, he had a child last Saturday. Came a couple weeks early. And, like, I respect this about him. And you may say, well, he needs to be there for the birth of his son and whatever. I don't know. So he had a, he had a child um, born, and Bengals were already in Pittsburgh, and he watched uh, via FaceTime from the locker room after the game, the birth of the child. Quote, that's one of those things. At the end of the day, I'm thankful she understands and my family understands, Brown said. 
For me, football is kind of everything right now. You don't really get this opportunity back. You don't get the opportunity to see a birth either. For me, it was important to be there with the guys in Pittsburgh and be out there with them. He also said he was just thankful for every, that everyone was healthy. There'll be a lot of people criticizing this, and a lot of people won't be. It's, it's kind of split down the middle. I think it's great that he showed up for his teammates. You can't always be there. You, you want to be there for great moments like that, but sometimes you can't. I would never criticize him for this at all. He wanted to be there for his teammates. That's, that's To me, that's a stand-up dude. You won't hear that a lot from, from many people. They'll be like, oh, he needs to be there for his birth. Well, he's got 53 or 52 other guys counting on him to deliver and do his job. Yeah, so... It's unfortunate. It sucks, but it's the way it is. So I guess I would sit in this territory. Maybe it'll change when I have a family. But I think... I think the whole thing would be changed if it was his first son, like his first child. I think that's a whole different, like, complex. But And I have no idea how many he's got. Right, exactly. I know it's not his first, though. So with that, it's like this. It's like, okay, he was already in Pittsburgh. And like we said, it's unexpected. He has to be there for his team. And he went out there and performed – and he got to see it via FaceTime. I know it's not in person, but at least we have the technology where he can be in Pittsburgh and still see the birth of his son. Yeah. And uh, it was two weeks early. <laughs> I'll never forget uh, this before I was in media when my uh, youngest was born. This long time ago. This is back in the early 2000s. I was at Arrowhead when she went in labor. And I, I left, of course, way early. It was like three weeks early, something like that. I said, go on, you go ahead. I had season tickets at this point. I was like, go ahead and go. And I get out there, and you get the call at 1030 to come back. <laughs> it's like playing Frogger trying to get out of that place with everybody coming into it, right? But I was able to get there, got to the hospital, watched everything, watched the full delivery, passed out in the uh, where they weigh him. Uh, the baby had passed out, saw the 99-yard Bo Richter return. That was the uh, longest in Chiefs history. The 99, I was able to watch that because they had it on back there where they were uh, weighing the baby. So I watched the 99-yard. Never forget when Bo Richter uh, did that because it was on when my youngest was born. So I'll never forget that date against the Chargers. See how things uh, trigger your memory? Oh, yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, the very first time I realized I didn't want to go do trick-or-treating was the opening night. The Chiefs played uh, San Diego at the time, and Dexter McCluster had that huge punt return. Broke Was the NFL was the Chiefs' record at the time at Arrowhead Stadium where he did a couple spin moves and made it. It was his, I think it was his very first game as a rookie and broke off a, it was what, 92, 86-yard uh, punt return for a touchdown against the San Diego Chargers on a, a Monday night football. Parents were like, you're not going to go trick-or-treating? Like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you on that deal at all. But you're listening already. I told you they would be. 816, his child is counting on him and is much more important than a game that's stupid. All right, all right, text line. I understand the. Uh, I understand by saying that it was going to be met with some resentment. He was doing his job. Not only that, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this before you send that text in and think that I'm a horrible human being for saying that, I respected what he did by, by, by playing for his teammates. I want you to think about this real hard. The money that he makes playing football will take care of that kid 
forever. It will take care of that wife forever. That kid will never have to want for anything. We're talking a car. We're talking college education. We're talking in life when he gets married. They need money for a house. You name it. Him with that job will take care of all that. So you could take your text, put it in the pipe, and smoke it. Because, yes, his team is just as important to him. Yes, his child is very important. And he's going back and he'll take care of his child forever. But by playing football, affords him the opportunity to take care of everybody in his family forever. So, suck it, JT. Right? Am I getting too angry? I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. We knew You knew it was going to happen. And I, maybe you're getting a little too angry, but it's 7 o'clock ah, in the morning. You nah, haven't I'm got just, your coffee. I'm gonna just, I'll take his back on this. He was already in Pittsburgh. His wife said, hey, go ahead and play. And, he, you know, here comes our, our text line, which is all, you know, oh, he's missing the birth of his child. And he's making up for it. But, again, he has the opportunity to take care of his kid right. forever he's gonna take care by of his playing kids. Yeah. football. He's going to take care of his kids. That's for sure. So, uh, and his team is fighting, you know, for a playoff life and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of people that count on him. And, you know, he wasn't there. I think his son will eventually uh, be okay with his dad out there. He'll never remember it. But he'll remember all the cash his dad gives him the rest of his life. Correct? Correct. Your kid's not going to be like, Dad, I remember when you weren't at my birth. No, he's never going to be like that. Yeah. And as this text points out that I'm on three, if he was at the hospital for the birth, it's not like he's delivering the baby. He would be there for support and all that. But again, he's going to be there for support for whatever. The child's always got a safety net now. Always has a safety net now that dad's in the NFL. So... I'm actually okay with that. And, you know, he decided to play for his teammates. You see a lot of this the other way, which is fine. You'd be you. You go do you. He wanted to play for his teammates. Hey, I got nothing but respect for that. But that's just me. You can take whatever you want. I don't care. But I'm just saying he was there for his teammates, and I'm good with it. So, again, think about it, the financials. <laughs> He's got them forever, man. That kid won't, won't win, want for anything. And... There's a, there's a court system here that provides, that says the dad must provide for the kid all the time. So, till 18 years old, this kid's good. Probably beyond that. Who knows? But the way things are set up, the kid's not going to have to worry for anything. Yeah, he No, he won't have to, no. Yeah, 816, a lot of travelers for work, Miss Burst. Um, yeah. Um, again, <laughs> I, 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 knew, I knew the reaction would be uh, – on the negative side in that um, the haters and why this is a, I mentioned earlier, the Chiefs shut up game. This was, let me uh, conjure your memory. This was last year, last year. Okay. What happened last year? Chiefs ended up winning the Super Bowl, right? And keep in mind, there's only every season's had its moments. Every season's had its moments where the doubters come through. And certainly all the teams this year have kind of faced it too. You look at a team like San Francisco. Everybody was glossing as the best team. They lose three in a row. It's like, whoa, what are we doing here with, with Frisco? Then all of a sudden they start winning again. It's like, okay, they're back. What are they going to do? Well, the 2022 Chiefs, they had their moments as well. They had their moments where people doubted them. And, and granted, that, that offense was far better than what you're seeing out there today. The defense, you, you haven't seen a better defense under Patrick Mahomes than this one. But just... Just look at some of these years. You even go back to 2019 season where they won that ring, their first Super Bowl uh, ring 
with Mahomes where they were down 10 points in each postseason game. There was a time that they were uh, they were uh, four and two, and then they were five and three. They were actually five and three in uh, October 27th, which is funny because this year the record is very similar. Like they were five and three in October 27th. People were like, oh my gosh, this guy's falling on this team. What's going to happen? Would they want a Super Bowl? This was this was last year. I want you to think about this when you hear hot takes over the Kansas City Chiefs. Or anything for that matter. Like for whatever reason this offseason, Molly and Steve May, we have kind of forgotten a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. Look, and as good as I believe Kansas City will be, right, right, let's right. not act like right. it ain't gonna be a drop off. I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Their division is impossible. And it just so happens that I think this might go down for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're an excellent team, but I just don't see them in the postseason. Can, can, I, can I help? On the table. It's more than on the table. Every other team basically got better and the Chiefs got worse. Said, but I said that I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. I said it to McCall Harmon. Listen, you can't be one-sided. Within their division, they're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed the gap. Yeah. <laughs> now, keep this in mind. When you're watching these so-called experts, right, the people paid for their opinions on your team. This was 2022. My favorite one is Stephen A. Smith saying that the L.A. Chargers are ah, the new reigning. Which is great because everybody loves the Chargers, right? Everybody right. loves Everyone the Chargers. Everyone in the offseason loves the Chargers. And to be honest, even going into the season, the only team that I was actually, quote-unquote, nervous about going into last year was Denver. And obviously Denver fell off Mount Everest real fast. But that's beside the point. People doubting the Chiefs isn't nothing new. And I think it fuels, fuels the Chiefs to do better. And gives them a little bit of fire. And so I think these last two games might actually, I don't know if it will, but it could be like where you finally see Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed use the fuel of these oh, critics. Oh, it does. It does. Look look at the Raiders. I mean, look at that team. So they beat the Chiefs, right? They're all celebrating cigars and like they'd won the uh, Super Bowl. They're trolling on Twitter and everything else. This team just lost the Chiefs three weeks ago at home, 31-17. That team has four, never yeah. beat the Chiefs in Las Vegas. But – they beat them once, and it's like, hey, it's still, it's still a party. Hey, that's their that's their moment to shine. Yeah, and that they lost to us three weeks ago after having a fourteen point lead. How yeah. nervous do you think they were when they got the ten point lead? Like, I know they were not like, oh boy, this is not over. Like, they were still scared. So, I, I love it. The last time they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, they did the bus tour. This time, they did the cigar round. So it's a it's a good old. Th- Thing they love to do when they beat us. And they'll remember Jack Jones talked some trash to Mahomes. Now keep this in mind. They'll remember. It's like the quarterback series with Max and Mahomes going at it. Max Crosby, Mahomes going at it. And Mahomes is like, Mahomes scored a touchdown. He's like, how do you like me now? How do you like me now? They're actually, they're actually friends. They respect each other a lot. Everybody makes this, the media makes this thing up like they they don't like it. They do. Go back and watch the Pro Bowl a couple years ago. Uh back when Mahomes didn't make it. They're sitting there hanging out and chilling. They're, they're actually friends. But the bottom line is. They'll make a big deal. The Chargers are the team to beat. Then they'll make this division got so much better. This is what they were saying out in Buffalo at the beginning of the year. They were like, did you guys go through this? The guy that we're about to we're ready to have on here at 730, Gene Bataglia from Rochester, New York, they asked me that. They go, what was it like last year when Russell Wilson's now in the division? And was everybody talking about all the other teams and how they got better? Yeah, I said, like, yeah, they were. Everybody's talking about the Raiders. You know, Josh McDaniels going to turn his team around. Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Wow. This is the team to watch out for. They did make the playoffs and blew a 27-point lead. 
And the division get better. Well, they thought that with the Jets, right? The Jets were better with Aaron Rodgers. And so a lot of the same sentiment that came with Russell Wilson going to Denver was in the AFC East with uh, the Jets. Now, the, the 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 total difference with that is Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the first four plays for the Jets, so their season was like on a whirlwind right there. Well, we, we don't know how good they would have been. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying they would have been good, They're but clearly I, better with them. I, I would have said, yeah, they would have been better 100%. than and but the Dolphins, like they still haven't really. I get it; they've played well. They play well at home. They play well against bad teams. They beat a good team in Dallas, but this is going to be a test this week for the Dolphins to see how good they are going up to Baltimore this week. No, I, I know, but, uh, yeah, certainly Aaron Rodgers makes the team different. I, I thought the Jets would make a run to win the division, quite honestly. Uh, like, I thought there were, I thought Rodgers could do that for that team, and I still think he probably could have done that uh, for that team. But they, they had the same worries we did, you know, okay, is the division getting better? But you heard all that. I mean, that was definitive. That was big-time people in the media. It's what they say. And this is good because you need the fuel. Like, Jack Jones... When he was talking his trash, because he got the pick six, you know, he was the one that uh, had the, uh, he stopped the magician, he stopped the act. Like, he, he was writing checks, you know, before that game started, but he cashed them. And I'll give him credit for cashing his checks. But that will come back and haunt him. Because what's going to happen is, if next year Mahomes burns him for a 50-yard touchdown, guess who's going to be in his ear? Oh, yeah. It's the whole Chiefs sideline, Mahomes is going to let him know about it. Uh, I which mean- is funny, because this is what happens. I mean, also Jack Jones, great, great story. Like, no, no, uh, nothing I hate about that man. He has a great story coming from being undrafted and being pulled great in. Story. And I also, I don't know if you saw on his social medias, but he put he put a Grinch head on his helmet as he was uh, on the pick six. There's a edit that he made where he looks like the Grinch as he's running past Mahomes. I was like, okay, that's that's pretty slick for being on Christmas. And it, well, because he took that football away from that kid because he. Saw an adult coming in to grab it behind him because it looked like he would, you know, took a football right. away from yeah, the kid. Yeah, and, and he, he explained, he explained it, yeah. it. Yeah, but again, you, you you talk trash like that, it's coming back at you. It just will. The Chiefs will remember it. Like Mahomes let Chicago know where he was drafted, counting on his fingers. It's the little subtle things like that that are funny. And and other teams it's do it too. Checks. Other teams do it too because Antoine uh, Winfield for the Bucks in the Super Bowl did the peace sign to Tyree Kill after one of the fourth down plays. So everyone remembers subtle things. It comes back to bite, especially this team. They they have this, but that was great. That's what I liked about the Chiefs. I liked about their just letting people know, cashing the checks. You know Frank Clark talking his junk before playoff games to James Palmer. And then going out there and delivering the postseason and talking about, hey, I told you I was gonna, you know, he was he was writing checks, but he's cashing them, which is, that's the ultimate man. You go out on the field and win, and you shut people up. A lot of haters last year for the Chiefs. They came from everywhere. All oh, this division's getting better and all this. And what do the Chiefs do? They go out and shut the door, slam the door, win their seventh straight division last year. Then go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, Mahomes MVP, Mahomes Super Bowl MVP. End of story. Drop mic. Shut the hell up. Now this team. Struggling offensively, we can all see it. We all know they got issues, and everywhere you look, it's what's wrong with the Chiefs. I mean, I get asked this a million times. I, I do these. I was in on St. Louis the other day, but you know, out in New York, and they're, they're asking these things. What's wrong? What's wrong with them? And I'll say, well, you know, what's wrong with what's wrong with Kelsey? Why, why, why is he washed at this point? And I said, you know, he has eighty receptions, ninety receptions this year, right? Can you name the three human beings that have eight straight years? Receivers, tight ends, doesn't matter. Can you name the three human beings that have ever done it in the history of this game 
have 80 receptions in uh, eight straight years. Because Kelsey did it this year, so he's one of them. He's not, it's now four, that list. Reggie Wayne, um, or no, excuse me, Marvin Harrison and Jerry Rice. I was going to say Jerry Rice. Holton. Holton, uh, Harrison are up for the, or uh, Wayne are up for the Hall of Fame this year. I was going to say Jerry Rice. Reggie Wayne I would have missed, and then the last No, Reggie one. Wayne when there's oh, Marvin Harrison, not Reggie Marvin Wayne. Harris, okay. And what was but the last one? he's done it for uh, Torrey Holt. Oh, Torrey Holt. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Torrey. Those are the three human beings that had 80 receptions in eight straight years. Make it four now, because Kelsey's done it. So, again, to be washed, I mean, be right there at the top for uh That's a pretty good wash. Yeah, it is. yeah, it's down from where he was, but still it's serviceable. Still, you'll take it. Yeah, that's why That's why. The, is he going to be the top of his game forever? No, but is he good enough? Yeah. Every Everybody holds the Chiefs to, to such high standards because that's where they've been placed, and that's fine. We also have to take the criticism because, yeah, we get it. Listen, in in Kansas City nowadays, if you don't make it to the AFC Championship game, it's a down year. That's just how it is. That's how good we should be. That's how the standards are with the Mahomes era. Take a timeout right now. The uh, Hall of Fame, they're going to whittle this thing down to five. Speaking of uh, Torrey Hall, I'm going to throw some names out there. And we'll tell you who those five should be next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's for the morning, Jay Binkley, JT Noah. By the way, those stats I was saying there, most consecutive seasons with 80-plus reception, Torrey Holt, Marvin Harrison, Jerry Rice, Kelsey, then Brandon Marshall. NFL record for most seasons with 80-plus receptions. Jerry Rice has 12, Larry Fitzgerald 10, Tim Brown 9, uh, Kelsey in a group of players tied with eight. That's most not consecutive. Travis is our consecutive uh, game. The Hall of Fame uh, committee released their uh, – they started to whittle their names down. They're down to uh, uh, picking – there'll be five players selected um, after this. And it includes names like Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers, uh, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester. Who do you think is going to go to the Hall of Fame out of the five? If you had to say one surefire guy, which one's going to the Hall of Fame? Oh, gosh. Um uh, as a fan, I want to see Devin Hester in it. I don't think he will get there. I think I think Julius Peppers. Well, they're down to 15 total for them. Nine finalists from the class of 2023. Two first-year eligible players are among the candidates for it. 
uh, but they'll whittle it down and they'll end up choosing five. Uh, I Man, wouldn't it be cool if Jared Allen was actually able to get in there? I mean, a guy that was drafted from Idaho State is a long snapper that became the edge rusher that he did. I think Dwight Freeney gets in. I think Dwight Freeney does. Antonio Gates, I, I do believe, gets in. Um, Andre Johnson was a game changer. Julius Peppers was. And I'd put Reggie Wayne. Because the story of the yeah, Colts Reggie is Wayne's Reggie good. Wayne and Marvin Harrison. So, uh, down to five players. That would be uh, the five that I would go with on that situation. Those are those are good five. Jared would be good. He played with the Chiefs from 04 to 07, 08 to 2013 with the Vikings. Um, had a cup of coffee with the Bears and the Carolina Panthers and things. I just think the story of Jared Allen, how he was drafted and what he ended up becoming, again, a dart throw to be a long snapper. Being one of the best, best edge rushers we've seen. Now, Dwight Freeney was just a man. Man, you had to worry about him wherever he was on the field. But that Colts offense with Manning. And again, can you imagine if Reggie Wayne's in? Marvin Harrison's already there. So you have Harrison and Wayne. That Yeah, that's that's crazy. From that Colts team. Again, he takes good receivers. I mean, Manning had some great receivers. He could have two Hall of Fame receivers that he played in Indy with. That, that's big time. Coming up next, though, we'll go to Buffalo, New York. Yesterday was Baltimore. Today, Buffalo. What's going on with the Bills? Can the Bills make a run? What happened to them last week against the Chargers when they barely won? They still won. We'll talk to uh, Gene Pataglia next. And welcome back. And good morning, Jay Binkley, JT Noah. Stop hitting people out there, man, in the car. They watch the potholes. If the football team, you know, continues to crush people, people don't care about the potholes. They don't. They don't. They didn't care about them last year when they won a Super Bowl. They don't care about the potholes. But you start losing games. And, oh, man, we hate the potholes. But now it's time to go to New York and talk to my friend, uh, Gene Batagli. He's the co-host of the Sports Bar 3-6 to six on the fan in Rochester. Of course, he was at every practice of the Buffalo Bills and training camp uh, with Mike Danger. They've been on the program of, as we've been friends uh, for the last couple of years since the Chiefs and Bills have seemingly played all the time, every time. They're not in the same division, but they should be because they play all the time. Gene Battaglia joins us. What's up, Gene? Yeah, they play all the time in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I love mean, it. The last, yeah, the last time, actually, we had fans at a game yeah. here in Western New York, Kansas City, was 2014. So, and I know, I know, it's the way the NFL schedule works, and mm-hmm. it's going to flip here. Oh, it's Which, rigged. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can I just say, I would love it if Buffalo ended up with the two and Kansas City to the three, and I know <laughs> I'm jumping ahead here. How are you, Jay? I'm good, Gene. As it sits right now, six-seed Buffalo would be at the three-seed Kansas City, so another beer bet would be in store uh, between myself and you guys. It'd be fun as we seemingly always end up this way. Uh, I did not make it to Al's Bar and Grill when uh, the Bills were in town last time to see uh, – all the Bills fan. I regret that because they're usually a lot of fun. By the way, did you see Pacheco uh, sit on the training table and it like fell in? Did you? Did, how would you rate that? How would you rate that? I don't know. I just know like I'm doing stuff around the house on Christmas Day, and uh, you know, like all of a sudden I hear you know getting things ready, and I just hear oh, and just clapping. Like what happened? Oh, another pick six. Dad. Oh, great, perfect. You know, here's so. Yeah, I'm sorry that kind of ruined your Christmas holiday. Well, a lot of people saw that and thought he was uh, taking it out on the training table. I was like, no, he just tried to sit down on it. But I figured the Buffalo fans would appreciate the uh, the going through the table. I, th- I think they should do it too. But this Buffalo Bills team 
is extremely scary. And if you look at FanDuel's odds this morning uh, for the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, believe it or not, still have the fifth best odds at plus 900. But there's Dallas and Buffalo right behind them at plus uh, 1,100. So Buffalo is just right there behind them. Buffalo has been up and down this, this season, Gene. And I know you've seen this team the entire season, and you're the perfect one to ask. I, I like the Bills. I had the Bills winning this division. I still had them as a Tier 1 team. Um, obviously things have changed now. I, I did like Baltimore too, by the way, coming in the season, but things have changed. I don't think the chiefs are on that tier one, even though they're sitting there at the three seed, but for Buffalo, the start of the season, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the jets, the hoopla, he, Aaron Rodgers coming to the division. He plays one play and, uh, the bills end up losing. Then the bills win a couple. Then they go to London and lose to the Jags. Then all of a sudden lately, the bills looked good by beating the chiefs pounding the Dallas Cowboys and then really struggling against the Chargers. I don't get that, man. I thought they were going to crush the Chargers, but that's what I'm saying. Whenever you go to interim coach, you never know what can happen. Yeah, that's right. It was funny how like the majority of the money in Vegas uh, was on the Chargers that night, realizing that usually that's the trend, that the Chargers weren't as bad as whatever it was, giving up the first 63 points or whatever that was on that Thursday night game that got the coach fired and Everybody wants to be in this league on that team. They get paid, too, so they had to sit up straight. So that result didn't surprise me. But what did surprise me with this Bills team is just how they got into this funk. And didn't, they were unrecognizable midseason, Jay, losing at New England. A terrible loss on a Monday night against Denver. These were losses where you wonder, oh, my gosh. Did the window actually close on the Buffalo Bills? And we were wondering this for a while, but um, as this league is uh, one to give you second chances, uh, the Bills are looking like they're making the most of this, uh, where we had them all for dead here about uh, you know six weeks ago. Here they are, and everybody now all of a sudden uh, pulling for the Ravens here to beat the Dolphins because if the Bills take care of the business against uh, the Patriots, that would set up. Uh, a game for the AFC East in Week 18, Buffalo at Miami. You know, it's interesting, too. FanDuel, speaking of that, just look at the odds here. Uh, Lamar Jackson's still at minus 200, the leader. McCaffrey second, plus 650. But Josh Allen's now climbed to third at, at plus 800. I mean, Josh Allen's made a little move here in the last couple of days. People are buying in to Josh Allen. Is If he wins out, is he the MVP? Well, it's funny how there's recency bias is real, Jay, because it seems like that is what is going on with the MVP award every week. Oh, last week was Brock Purdy. No, nah, it can't be Brock Purdy. The week before that, hey, it's Dak Prescott. Yeah, it's oh, funny. Look what happened up in Buffalo. Yeah, I, to, to me, I would vote for McCaffrey. I don't know when this became the quarterback award. To me, McCaffrey would, would get my vote here. But the way you kind of lay it out, if Josh Allen looks really good in these last two games and if recency bias is the thing that would uh, tip the scale wouldn't surprise me if josh allen sneaks back in allen's problem is jay is that when he makes mistakes he really makes them look spectacular that opening game uh against the jets there uh nobody talks about how the special teams for buffalo were, were horrific that night giving up the game-winning play it was josh allen and his dumb turnovers so um, the fact that Allen right near the top uh, with the turnovers there, in the end, I don't think he's going to win. If the Ravens win out, you know, just hand the award over to Lamar. See, I don't, I don't really know how to look at that uh, Chargers game. Obviously, it was built up as big game before the season started because it was Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. It was Peacock. You know, people go out and get your subscriptions for that. Justin Herbert didn't play. Uh, Giff uh, was the head coach. In that. And by the way, Gene, 
I would never fire Brandon Staley with three games to go. I would just go ahead and tank away, man. Because, again, <laughs> like I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like, why wouldn't you keep a coach there that's great at losing? Because you need to get Brock Bowers if you're the Chargers. I mean, that's, they almost let that bad boy slip out of their hands. It would have yeah, crushed the Bills, too. Yeah, it was, you know, that that's fine. Like, the Chiefs, like, you look at your whole division like, hmm. Oh great, Denver! They're they're in for this big rebuild, and yeah. no, look at look at the Chargers. Good, they're, they're they got some cap issues, and you know the Raiders are the Raiders. So, uh, you're, congrats, you're going to have the division for at least the next five years here, Jay. But um, yeah, that was the worst news. <laughs> like we were all like, oh great, you, you fired Staley before this, but that, that game became a lot more interesting. Uh, that Peacock game, which to me, Jay, to go off on a tangent, that felt like the NFL's first pay-per-view event and i know amazon yes 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 but this is a one-off deal with, with, with peacock there and yes you do get in the home market so everybody in buffalo got it but for us that in a city just one hour down the road we were just out of the radius and people were just wondering am i going to pay 60 but couldn't buy it once you have to buy the whole whole year so it was it was a big decision there so i'm i'm afraid that's kind of a the wave of the future there. So <laughs> could it be in the bills and the chiefs on Peacock too, in the playoffs <laughs> to be honest right. with you? Yeah, I look, Hey, wherever it is, sign me up. I want, I, you know, I think <laughs> most Bills fans want Kansas city. I mean, when the Red Sox finally got past, uh, you know, won the world series, they had to go through the Yankees and for Buffalo, if they're ever going to get this done. And the funny thing is that the bills, as you know, Jay have won each of the last three years at Arrowhead, but they haven't done it when it mattered the most. So whether that's here, whether it's there, I, I don't think Bills fans will be scared of another matchup against the chiefs. Yeah. And I don't care. I don't think the chiefs, uh, well, I mean, a lot of people talking about Kim Mahomes win on the road and all that. He's won more games on the road than he has at home. Plus this year, they've lost four at Arrowhead and only two on the road. So they're fine playing on the road. It's, you know, they have with this defense or whatever, they're they're just fine doing that. But New England coming up for the Buffalo Bills, it's a home game there. I mean, just, when Tom Brady played what they won like thirty two at thirty five, the Patriots did. He's not there, it's a different deal. And then at Miami, same team that uh, Buffalo absolutely hammered. Probably their well, it was their most impressive win this year when they won forty eight to twenty over the Dolphins. That really shut a lot of people up on the Miami Dolphins when the Bills go out and have that game. But again, that'll be a great game. But it, they're kind of a hurt team. Jalen Waddles hurt. Um, Tyreek Hill, I don't think, is quite a hundred percent. So who knows about Buffalo? Are people actually thinking thoughts of winning that division? Yes, yes, Jay. I mean that the, the, the Bills like really took care. Now again, it was way back in October, but. Buffalo matches up well against Miami. If Miami wants to, that is the one team like, okay, Miami wants to open it up. Buffalo can open it up too. And I think, you know, you know, they always pick a game that would get flexed. Well, that would be one for the division. I think that would be in the running Buffalo at Miami. Um, if that's going to be what it comes down to, I just don't know if, uh, you know, the, the Ravens are going to take care of business. I think everybody is hoping that they, uh, they do. So yeah, if the Ravens, um, do not win this game, then it's it's moot. Um, you know, in credit Miami, they win the division, and Buffalo would end up either as the five or the six, which would mean that we could get another Buffalo Kansas City game. It's kind of weird too because they do switch offensive coordinators. You go from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. Has it made that much of a difference? Did Sean McDermott need to make this move, uh, maybe to save his job? 
Yes, yes and yes. So what was the difference is just simple formations and using motion and kind of making sure the, the, the running game was intact. I don't know if Ken Dorsey was the right guy. Ken Dorsey was somebody that uh, was working um, in a college athletic department when he got the call from Sean McDermott to be the quarterback coach. And it was based on familiarity that, that you know, McDermott knew him from his days in Carolina. And he came up here and he developed a relationship with Josh Allen. And so Dorsey was kind of Josh Allen's hand-picked offensive coordinator. But there were problems. And at least he got a lot of criticism, Jay McDermott did at the time. But it's proving to be kind of the right move here because uh, Brady is – he's not going to get any run this year. But if things continue on this path, he's going to get a lot of talk of being the next new – hot young coordinator that could be a future head coach what, what, what happens to Sean McDermott because obviously if they if they make the postseason I don't think they make a move on him they could I don't know what they how they view their window how do they view the window and how safe is Sean McDermott's job well the fans you know in some of this was prodded by the Ty Dunn piece uh, you know wanting a change Sean McDermott is safe as a kitten in Buffalo. He is tied to the general manager, just got a contract extension. There's nothing to indicate that Sean McDermott is on the hot seat. And I know that might be kind of surprising because, as we've talked, like, wait a second, they don't get to the Super Bowl. Um, Next year, you're entering Jack Del Rio territory, meaning a coach in his eighth year who hasn't gotten a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, what's next? Marvin Lewis on that list, like at some point, what is it going to take for this team to get over the hump? But for an owner who ran through how many coaches with his hockey team here, he likes the continuity. And I say, I, I, I kind of make an assumption here because Terry Bagul doesn't ever talk all that much, but kind of from what we hear is that he likes the continuity of having been a McDermott. So is Sean McDermott on the hot seat if Buffalo has a quick exit this year? No, not at all. Does Buffalo use fuel like the Chiefs have in, in years where, you know, everybody's everybody's pointing at the Chiefs and they're looking they're looking at them with a microscope on anything that happens on the sideline? And you know, I played a bunch of stuff just for fun from last year where you know the national media is just crushing the Chiefs and this division's done. The Chiefs have competition now, and then they just go out and win the division and win the Super Bowl. Does Buffalo feed it off of negative energy too? Because certainly a lot of arrows have been pointed at the Bills that their window's over, it's done, but they sit there with the sixth best offense, the fourth best defense. Yeah, I, I'm sure they all do, Jay. Right? Like it was surprising that uh, in his rookie year, let's say Jalen Ramsey was with the Jaguars and he did a piece in GQ and he called Josh Allen garbage. And well, what ended up happening? Well, Allen, yeah. you know, they threw right over the top and beat him. Um, but, but Allen didn't take the bait. So I, I, I'll give McDermott credit on that. He, he coaches these guys up, not to, you know, if they do use that sort of thing uh, as motivation, it doesn't really get public per se using, you know, the critics and the outside noise and whatnot. So he didn't clap back at all the Ramsey on that. There was nothing no. said. I love it. No. I love it. It's fine. No. It's cashing your checks, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Jay. So. Now, I, I just look at this team, and with Josh Allen there, I, I don't think they're going away, away. I mean, I think the window might be closing on the, some of these players, but they've proven the ability, and if you have that quarterback, you're always going to be a viable team. You're always going to be a team, and I do believe in quarterbacks. You know, they might have some down years, whatever, but, you know, 
That's why you never counted the Patriots out because they always had Tom Brady. You know, you got to have that elite quarterback. All these teams are chasing quarterbacks. Denver's in a hell of a situation. Uh, now with Russell Wilson and the dead money, they're going to owe him because they're trying to chase the rest of the AFC. They're trying to chase the Chiefs, to be honest with you, in the division. And all these teams are getting so wrapped up getting the wrong guy at quarterback. Yeah, so it, who's going to represent the AFC this year, Jay? Um, well, you could say certainly Baltimore if they're going to get the buy. Certainly Kansas City. I know some people are throwing dirt on their grave. Sure. No way. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll come up with a plan, uh, and they'll be at home at least for that first game. Um, Buffalo is in the conversation. And, yes, I put Miami in there too. Uh, you know, like – Give Tua got over the hump of being a you know win team there this year. Uh, you know that was a quality win. So, but who else? I mean, I'm not man, with with Trevor Lawrence banged up. I, I I don't think it's Jacksonville. I don't think it's any of the wild card teams. I don't know. You know, Cleveland has a good defense. I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to lead him to three straight wins. So, to me, it's only one of four teams that's uh, going to represent the AFC this year. Is I had a, a gentleman on from Baltimore. Yesterday, we were talking about uh, that team and how they're going on just crushing everybody. They, they've actually injured six quarterbacks this year. That's how uh, oh. nasty that defense is. Miami, we got to see Miami firsthand. Obviously, you have too because they're in your division. You know a lot about the Miami Dolphins' direction they're going. They finally beat a team with the winning record in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Dallas Cowboys. But it's Baltimore. I mean, I'm looking at what they, they have seven wins this year, Gene of 14-plus points against teams all with winning records. And here's the deal. The previous record was five. I mean, that is how good – are we looking – are they that good? I know Lamar Jackson does have a playoff win. People talk about him in the playoffs. But is that the team to beat? Because I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens thinking, I, I think they're ahead of the class in the AFC. Yeah, they uh, Lamar being healthy this year, um, that certainly lit the distraction of the contract or whatever. I think it was uh, last year. You can tell me that you know he you know maybe he could have gone on the field. The fact that he um, is healthy, I, I think, makes all the difference. I thought when they lost Mark Andrews, like, oh, okay, let's see how that affects things. Doesn't seem to be all that much. Oh, here's uh, Mitchell. They're fine young running back going down. Well, they, they seem to look fine. Uh, and it's I, hard, funny how like the coach of the year goes to the the, the coach Jay that uh, yeah. the team overachieves. And, and you could just give the award to Stefanski. I mean, four different starting quarterbacks. Okay, Cleveland getting into the postseason, but but, but to me, the job that Harbaugh's done this year has been fantastic. And, and this is just the way he's built that program. So I think that's one thing that, uh, that the Chiefs fans and, and Bills fans can kind of unite on is like, okay, that is going to be a scary place to go into. And you would love it uh, in Kansas City if Buffalo went into Baltimore um, as, say, a four seed and, and went in and took care of the Ravens. Um, and I think Bills fans are hoping for vice versa. Could somebody else take care of Baltimore in the divisional round, please? Yeah, it's how coach of the year goes, right? Stefanski's already won it once. What, it, what it's saying is you can have a really bad year and suck and then be halfway decent. That's why Andy Reid's only won it one time in his history. And his offensive yeah. coordinator, Matt Nagy, has a, won, a, won one as well. If that's what you have to do. You have to be really bad and then really good. But Harbaugh does deserve it. Hell, he lost J.K. Dobbins at the, right off the bat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. And they still lead that, the league in rushing. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, you know, like who won it last year? Brian Dable. Hey, you know, we, we thought you were going to be bad. You made the postseason. Here's an award. You yeah. know? <laughs> so 
yeah, it's uh, the best coaches don't necessarily win that award. No, they don't. It's always fun. All right, Gene, it's always great. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, we will play in the postseason. I know a lot of it. Well, I mean, it's Buffalo, and that's always that's always going to be a tough game. We know that in the postseason, but we make beer bets, so uh, I look forward to you sending more beer over. Gee, thanks, Jay. Well, like I'm, I'm you said, it the happens. Other way around here, bud. So. Well, it could at some point. At some point, <laughs> at some point, you'll get some Boulevard beer. Okay, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> hey, I hope you had a Merry Christmas, my friend. Happy New Year to you and uh, Mike. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, Happy New Year to you and all your listeners, Jay. All right, my friend. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jay. Take care. There's Gene Bataglia of ESPN uh, Rochester out there covering the Bills. And what, what a weird deal, man. McDermott was all but fired, wasn't he? When he makes that switch to Joe Brady. Oh, yeah, he was on the hot seat. It was fuming, and then he makes the change, and it's worked out to his favor. No, it is. That's the thing. I mean, can it work with a good team, you know, switching offensive coordinators like that? you got to have somebody on the staff that can step in and be that guy. Like, you have to have that guy, and they, they did with Joe Brady. Yeah, like you you, you have to have it. it. That was huge. And it, it's changed the whole format and scheme-wise of the Buffalo Bills offense, and I think Josh Allen's more comfortable in it. I mean, I want to believe in them. I know their defense right now, scoring defense, six, scoring offense, fourth. Like, I want to believe in them. But then, again, a weird thing with the Chargers, I thought they would really handle business there. But, again, the one thing you always worry about is will that team play for the interim coach? And they did with Giff. Yeah, they definitely played for their interim head coach. And, honestly, I give I give praise a little bit also to the Bills after I keep thinking about it, I mean, Buffalo had to go all the way to the West Coast to play this game. So it was a long travel for them, a short week. So I give credit to Buffalo, even even though, yeah, it was a closer game than people expected. I think I think they handled the punches that the Chargers gave them and just came back at them with more punches. You can still get Josh Allen at plus 1,300 on DraftKings, plus 800 is an MVP. But again, the Patriots always play the Bills tough. For some reason, again, they won 32 of 35 when Brady was there, but they always play that team tough. And then at Miami to finish the season And Miami, probably a little bit pissed at losing 48 to 20 to Buffalo earlier this year. Travis Kelsey sounded off on everybody, including himself on the new Heights podcast. Next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.